Hello nerds, welcome to the Captain's Quarters, the unofficial Star Trek rewatch podcast where we are rewatching the entire Star Trek franchise and talking about it. My name's Gabe and I'm with my co-captain Jason and today we're talking about Star Trek Enterprise Season 4, Episode 14 called The Enar. Energize, Jason. Joe Lontru, Captain. How are you? Fantastic. Great to see you. Good to see you too. So let's do the synopsis and then we'll talk the details. So in this episode, a Romulan senator named Vrax is unhappy that Romulan Admiral Valdor's drone program failed to incite a rift between the humans, Vulcans, and Andorians and Tellurites. Valdor proposes attacking the Enterprise with a second drone to impress the Senate, despite objections from the Romulan Najil. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the Enterprise crew discovers that the Romulan ship is being piloted telepathically by an Enar, a sub-race of the Andorians. Captain Archer and Commander Shran beam down to seek the Enar's help in stopping the drones. Meanwhile, Dr. Phlox and his team work on a telepresence unit to counter the drones. Jamel, a young Enar, tests the unit successfully and helps locate her missing brother, who was tricked into working with the Romulans. The drones are destroyed, but Valdor kills Jamel's brother in retribution. In the end, Tucker requests to leave the Enterprise to join the Columbia. Lots of names that I didn't know how to pronounce when I wrote them down. Because, like, when you're watching yeah. the episode, you don't necessarily, you don't necessarily um, think about like pronunciation. And then you sure. do, a, then you do a podcast, and you go and sit down and write yeah. all these names. You're like, oh boy. <laughs> so, a flaw in the logic. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and then it's not like you can necessarily Google like. It's so I don't know. Sometimes you just have to rewatch it, which I did not do. But anyway, buddy, I thought this is a great episode. So last last episode we talked a lot a lot about world building with the Andorians. We actually got to go to Andoria when mm-hmm. when Captain Archer and Shran go down, and Archer says energize, which I really loved. Um, you know, there Reed is uh, has reservations like you know the. I don't know if it's the magnetic field. Like, you're not going to be able to communicate with us. We don't know anything about these Enar. But Archer's been assured that these Enar are pacifists. Um, but they go down, and it's it's like Hoth. It's like, a, it's like ice caverns, and um, everything's very white and blue and, and cold. And um, lots of icicles, and... They're walking down these these labyrinth ice ice systems that that uh, Shran tells Archer stretch out like thousands of kilometers. There's these these worms that bore holes. They create a chemical reaction. They they create heat to to bore through the ice. And then when they meet the Enar, the Enar are very like angelic. Is that the word? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. They're pacifists. Yeah. But they but they're presented as 
angelic sort of magical and they sort of grace the presence of Archer and Shran and I just really enjoyed Andoria uh, I, I I don't know what I did picture from what from what we knew about Shran but I always mm-hmm. pictured a, a very just not that I I oh yeah I I can oh. I, I thought it would be somewhere like Corsant or something someone that would make Shran oh. so rough and such a rough and tumble type person you know interesting interesting yeah so what did you think uh yeah I, I, I agree with you this was a great episode um this was a, a three pip commander episode for me this was great uh I like like you said uh the world building and the character, the, um, just the the building of the characters again. Um, Archer and Shran, Trip and Paul, Trip that scene between Trip and Flox, um, Flox and I'm sorry, um, Shran and Jamel. Uh, that was um, and in, that was a really interesting and beautiful dynamic. And so, yeah, I thought this was a beautiful, beautiful episode. Like you said, world building. Um, I think, and this is the first time we see Andoria, I think not just in Star Trek Enterprise, but in all of Star Trek. Wow. Yeah. So if I'm not mistaken, please, someone who's listening, correct me if I'm wrong, as always. But I think this was the first time. And you know, the one thing that hit me was, (laughs) um, I knew it was a cold moon homeworld. Mm-hmm. And this finally makes sense that when we see when we see the Enterprise kind of you know move into the orbit uh, between um, Andoria and uh, this gas giant, and that makes sense that there, that that gas giant, that blue Saturn-like planet, is called Andor. Hmm. And then, you know, the moon homeworld for Andoria is, and you know, Andoria, basically. And so that kind of clarifies things. And I'm not sure if that's in this series or another series of Star Trek where we hear Andor and Andoria. And so finally seeing those two planetoids, or, or planet and planetoid, uh, finally makes sense. And just a little bit of a, you know, kind of you know, not direct, but indirect, uh, Star Wars character reference. <laughs> I know. Right. Um, but yeah. Okay. So I'm sorry. The other, the, the, the I'm sorry. I got, I, I, I lost, I got sidetracked in a tangent, but, um, the one thing that I was going to say that hit me was that it makes sense that the Andorians, um, are on a nice planet and their arch rivals and nemesis at the moment, uh, the Vulcans uh, yeah. <laughs> inhabit a desert planet. So, right. you know, those kind of opposite kind of dealios that makes sense. And that was kind of fun. Whether yeah. that was intentional, I don't know, but that was fun. That's a great point. And Shran alludes to that saying that yes. the, the Vulcans believe by crossing the desert, whatever he says builds character, but yes, doing it on the ice is, infinitely more so 
And I totally, and I totally agree. But, so, hey, were you saying that the moon was icy because it was in the shadow of the giant, the gas giant? No, no, I mean, it could be, um, I, I was just mentioned, I just mentioned that, um, we've heard of Andor and Andoria, Mm -hmm. and Andoria happens to be the smaller moon planet, and Andor is the larger gas giant, so that kind of clarifies things that's all i was saying Got i don't know it. if that i don't know if the i mean probably maybe if you know if it's a moon that circles a huge gas giant's probably why but mm-hmm. uh, why that's cold but yeah isn't one of uh jupiter's moons like a ball of ice basically yeah i think so and you're it... testing my astronomy again. yeah uh, my astronomy, no, uh, it's been a long time. I think so. Yeah, I, and they talk about going there and drilling through the ice into the water. And what if it's like just an ocean of life type thing? Yeah, I think so. Is it Titan? See, I almost said that, but that, I does, don't remember. that doesn't seem I don't right. Remember. That doesn't seem yeah. right. Is, that, is Titan Saturn, one of Saturn's moons? Yeah, I think it is. Okay. We could Google this really easily. <laughs> yeah. Is it Io? Um, yeah. It, okay, so Titan is Saturn. So it is Saturn, but it's an icy world whose surface is completely obscured. by. But it's an ice. and um, But it's the second largest in the solar system. Second largest moon. Yeah, okay. So it is Titan, and yeah. it's around... Mm-hmm. And it's... Yeah, Saturn. Okay. Anyway. Well, um, so I was surprised off the bat that they're like, when we experience the Romulans, they, they're this kind of, so far they've, they've been kind of. Mm-hmm behind the curtain we haven't really gotten to know them very well mm-hmm. but they've mm-hmm. they've been um portrayed as the aggressors the yes um and and the bad guys basically but we immediately in this episode we have really just like it's the one guy it's it's valdor who's seems to be seems to be the one pushing this this quest for domination this this um they have like a certain edict of of what is it is it um conquest yeah mm-hmm. and um yeah. he's he seems to be like the most literal like interpreter of it yeah but whereas the others are i certainly the scientists um Nigel? Nigel. Nigel? Nigel. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. You know, so cuz this this Enar who's who's telepathically controlling this drone is doing so because the, they're drugging the the Enar up. Mhm. And mm-hmm. the scientist is saying to um Valdor, you know, they're already at the max dosage any more could kill them. Right. And then, you know, the senator at the beginning, Senator Vrax, is admonishing Valdor for 
for his failures and like this was a huge mistake and showing regret so so i liked that i liked the infighting and the conflict there and it i was not expecting that i was expecting them all to be like robotic like uh Conquest, conquest, conquest. Oh, oh, yeah, oh you know. I see, I see, I see. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I see. And it was not that yeah, at all. I see. Yeah, no. It yeah. It that's um that was refreshing to see, but also the man, see I I don't wanna give too much away. It's okay. I don't wanna say too much because you know from what I from what we from what fans and truckies and trekkers know about Romulans is that it's a like with all species in the Star Trek universe it's there are you know Romulans who are you know in the I mean you know Admiral Valdor says they're all soldiers but that's absolutely not true um but there is this heavy heavy handedness of being a military and a secret to society you know the Tal Shiar or the CIA of Romulan society is an incredibly powerful entity I don't know now but in the future they are and and you know this is just again one of those facets where you know there's you know the writers and the universe that this takes place in you know, has varying amounts of, you know, warriors and scientists and politicians and things like that. So mm-hmm. I think it was, I forget who it was. I think it was Jadzia Dax in Deep Space Nine where, you know, she says, oh, you know, not all Klingons are warriors. Some are strong, some are weak and, you know, everything in between. So that's, yeah. I don't know where I'm going with, oh, yeah. The, where, I, where I'm going with that is, that there's a lot of complexity and layers mm-hmm. in this, you know, in the Star Trek, it, you know, they try to anyways, yeah. uh, in the Star Trek universe, which is refreshing. And also, um, I think the Senate, I think the Romulan Senate would be, is, you know, more disappointed that, you know, that it was a failure and not like, not just a failure, but a complete and utter failure. You know, they tried to start a war yeah. between the, you know, uh, between Earth, the humans and Andorians and Tellarites. And yet, you know, it's the exact opposite of what they were trying to do. Right. Exactly. They they united right. them. Yeah, exactly. They gave them a common enemy. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. And by the by, I'm a little disappointed to not see at the end that i don't know i was hoping to see at the end romulan senate centurions kind of bust into that lab and you know arrest vrax yeah and valdor mm-hmm. because of that kind of failure right yeah and whether they would be put on trial or immediately executed you know we don't know but i was a little disappointed not to see that yeah, I hear you. I know what you mean. Um, so one thing is that I thought was like uh, Jamel, 
Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I thought, like, they made her very likable. Yes. And they created the connection with Shran and... Um, oh, you felt it, it too? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Because for me, it was like you could cut that tension with butter, like butter. Yeah, yeah. Although... There was this attraction. Yeah, he approached creepy though he didn't cross the line but yeah it felt a little um little too much so do you so that okay so do you think she was young and impressionable yeah or do you think she was just sheltered because i mean they're you know the enar are you know these mythical Mm -hmm. you know um subspecies you know that hasn't been seen Mm -hmm. right and do you or do i mean so do you think she was young and impressionable or just impressionable because she was sheltered because you know they live underground they haven't explored warm outside you know outside you know Mm -hmm. they're all underground or whatever and so i was curious if like if you had thought one no, way or the other. Or I didn't. I didn't think of it till you just said that. I mean, I just assumed. Oh, okay. I assumed young and impressionable, but now, oh, okay. now that you say that, because they all were a little innocent and um, sheltered, and yeah. So maybe, maybe it's both. To be honest. Okay. In her case, like okay, they, yeah. like they're all a little bit that way. But the fact she was like the youngest one, I don't know. But the thing is, though, the, the episode had a kind of, like, had her own arc where she had to overcome her own trials, basically, with yes, with using the telepresence unit to, to stop the drones, save the day, try to save her brother, reconnect with her missing brother. Um... Which was which was good, but I mean, just one thing that I was just like, I don't like know this character. Like, does this character really deserve like this? Th- their, her 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 own little hero's journey confined into one episode, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was a little a little much for someone we just met. Um, yeah. But. Other than that, I thought it was a great episode. So, do you think they should have? I thought it should have been um, to pull, to be honest. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. I mean, I know that I realized they needed to get an ENR in in there somehow, but I would have preferred the ENR to like teach to pull or something or train okay. train okay. to pull. Okay. Because like, the the Enar saved the day, but but also. We were supposed to really care about the relationship with the brother and the tragedy of, of what the Romulans had done to the brother, and how how she had like they'd reached out telepathically and it was like very touching. But on, on the other hand, like we just met these people, we don't yeah. really we we're not like that emotionally invested in them. Other than yeah. we're, we're just good people and we don't want to see bad things happen to good people. But, right. you know, th- th- this isn't a movie. Like, in a, in a movie, you have time to, like, 
get invested in a character in yeah. the whole thing. And this is just one episode of a show. So, so do you think that it should have been a four-parter? Yeah, yeah. Okay. With with okay. these characters being part of it earlier on and then... Yeah. So. Okay. I don't yeah, know. No, I, Did you feel that no, way I, watching it? Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I feel... Con- I actually felt conflicted a little bit. Mm-hmm. Until I met, until we meet uh, Jamel and Gabrick, her brother. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So I said to myself, okay, well, this is getting a little stretchy, plot-wise, mm-hmm. because they've already, you know, the drone ships have already been found out. I will say they weren't destroyed, um, but they were found out. Okay. And you would think that that would have been the end and the reveal of Gabrick, the kidnapped Enar reveal from last episode, I was like, okay, let's see if this is going to be a three-episode arc or this is going to be a new arc where, as you're saying, that we go to Andor, you know, there's like, you know how they usually have sh- you know, those ships in a bottle episodes? Yeah, yeah. Or they'll have a couple of ships in a, uh, a bottle episode and mm-hmm. then we'll come back. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I, and I, and I totally, I could have totally seen that and I would have loved that. I totally agree with you on that one. Um, they, you know, unmask the Gabrick and that's it, right? And then you have a couple of episodes in between, and then we come back to it, and then it's like, okay, we need to find out. Well, and then we find out. And then you give, like, maybe a one or two episode arc, as you're saying. And so I totally agree with that, too. Um, but the other thing that conflicted me was that the way they wrote... Jamel's character and the and to stretch it out a little bit longer to make us feel for her her and her brother I think if they had gone that way there's only so much more world building and the way they end the way they unfortunately killed his character spoiler alert mm-hmm. um that was the only way i think they could have proceeded was with his death because if they attempted a rescue mission let's mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. to head into romulan space like you know one starship against you know a fleet of romulan ships on a rescue mission wouldn't have made sense to me and to continue drawing out the drone ship what I'm saying is the actor who played Jamel, to me, did such a great job of playing the one episode, in this one episode, that I was, by the end of it, I was like, satisfied, but yet longing for more of her. Yeah. And more of her and Shran, mm-hmm. hopefully, in future episodes before the series comes to a close. Yeah. Yeah. So, I what I'm saying is... I, I'm, you know, she did such a great job mm-hmm. to me anyways. And the reason was there to go rescue, you know, try to rescue her brother in some fashion. Mm-hmm. I thought that was beautifully done. And, 
and I hope that we get to see something between Shran and um, and Jamel in the future. Yeah, that'd be nice. I agree. Oh, one thing I, I so I didn't realize. Did you notice that Shran was having balance issues in the episode? I did. Yeah. So I didn't realize that was connected to his yeah his chopped off, off antenna. That yeah. makes that makes sense to. I was like, oh yeah. But they didn't because that's never they been, didn't explicitly address been, it though. Right? No, no, no. But that's the only thing that I could think of. Yeah, was that because they because mm-hmm. he lopped off his because Archer lopped off his <clears> antenna, <throat> and I'm like, oh okay, so it does create a spatial feeling kind of dealio. Yeah, I had the same thought watching it, wondering if that was what was going on. It's because he fell that the the ENR helped them, and um, so yeah, that was that was a cool little bit there. But I mean, I guess it makes sense. The antennas have to have some purpose, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> totally. Especially for the ENR since they're blind. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So. What's the deal with Tucker and T'Pol? Okay, so I was I was curious in your playbill, mm-hmm. you skipped mm-hmm. that T'Pol <laughs> risked her health and maybe her life um, by being the guinea pig in the Enterprise's telepresence yeah device mm-hmm. um, airplane simulator, I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that when he says, you know, when Tripp says my emotions are purely professional, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's a bunch of ridiculous nonsense. Yeah. Um, I think T'Pol has a lot going on and doesn't want to interfere, like, her recovery and what she's gone through. Mm-hmm. And this may sound human, but I think that there should be a, f- that she thinks that, or feels that there should be a focus and that there should be a line um, between the two professionally and personally. And she's I closing think- the door for good on the possibility I, of relationship, I or she's know trying to. She is- I think she's trying to. And then I also think Tucker is also being... I think he's scared. I think he's... I don't know if scared's the right word. Maybe not. Maybe... Not forthcoming or forthright yeah. to his feelings and actually being... Uh, vulnerable. I, I, I think he's acting scared. I don't think he's... I, I, I think he's not... He's putting up a shield. Yeah. Lack, you know, mm-hmm. no pun intended, lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I were Archer, he's got to know what's going on, right? Because he keeps pressing at the end. Man, I don't know. Does he? Maybe not. Maybe not. No, maybe he does. Maybe I just missed it. No, I don't. You know, no, because I, he, I don't know. Because he definitely said something akin to, is there anything else? But, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, exactly. He's like, wait. And he kept saying, and he kept pressing on that. So that to me, you know, comes up with Captain Cisco. Running away is not going to, running off to a different ship in the fleet is not going to solve your problems. Right? right? Distance only makes the heart grow fonder. And maybe that's what they're writing, right? You know, maybe that's what their intention is, is that he serves on the Columbia and, you know, that, you know, and he finally realizes that, no, it's not going away, being separated by, you know, a ga- you know, half the galaxy or whatever the case might be. That a transfer is not going to be the answer. I don't know. What about you? No, I, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Uh, um, I was surprised that it was so painful for him that he wanted to leave. Because, I mean, he'd be leaving his best friend, Archer. Yeah. And Reed. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to Paul. And to Paul. <laughs> But I mean, I think we could wrap our heads around that one when we yeah. get away from her. So, is this out of character for him? Because it's not like he's had <clears throat> issues professing his love for her any in previous episodes. Obviously, mm-hmm. like what is what's the what do you think is the deal? Like, do you, is this PTSD from almost being killed? Is this not wanting to see her hurt? Nah, man, I think he feels vulnerable, and he doesn't know how to deal with that, so he's just kind of running away from it. Okay. But I think he does have a legitimate concern that that is endangering, because he has a yes. huge responsibility on the ship, yes. and it's like actively messing with his work. And, yeah. And, you know, he thinks the responsible thing to do is get out of that situation so yeah and i just want to say that that little scene uh that dialogue between flocks and trip i love that that was great you know this uh you know he's where trip is like you know you're you're not the one that should be talking because you're the one who suggested and so he's kind of laying blame and you know Flox is absolutely right my you know from what he was saying but i love that little mini scene that little that dialogue scene between the two of them uh in the episode that was great i don't remember that one where he's trying to talk sense into so to paul wants to try again and Mm -hmm. is working on the telepresence uh, flight simulator device and you know flocks and and tucker kind of off in a distance in the in sick bay you know i was talking and flocks can tell that he's distracted and that he's that tucker is and kind of you know has feelings for to paul and and Tucker's kind of deflecting it and you know he's Flox is giving advice and Tucker says uh something to the effect is you know you shouldn't be talking because you're the one who suggested 
you know, the, uh, the Vulcan meditate, you know, the pressure point sessions to, you know, whatever, to, you know, help him. And, and he's just deflecting and, you know, Flox is basically saying, oh, well, I didn't tell you to fall in love with her. <laughs> right, right, right. I was trying yeah. to help you. <laughs> so I love that. That was great. That yeah. was a great little mini scene. That was good. Well, um, was there anything else you want to talk about with this episode? Uh, no, I think we kind of, okay, two small little things. Um, the staff meeting in the situation room or whatever you want to call that around the conference table. That was great. That was something that's been missing. I miss, I miss those senior staff meeting kind of setting the, the table for the episode and what's the deal Got it. and how they're going to go about it. That was great. And then, uh, obviously, Archer, I mean, Starfleet hasn't set the presence, you know, um, don't fire until fired upon. Oh? Yeah. So, basic, so in the future, uh, the policy is, I think, is to not fire until fired upon. And Archer, when they see the when the long range sensors of the uh the cargo ship the Ticonderoga and they can't and they can't figure out if it's the actual cargo ship or the uh the Romulan yeah uh drone. Romulan vessel yeah the Rom- thank you Romulan drone you know he tells Reed to fire uh without without uh actually having the encounter first um the ticonderoga that's a human vessel do you know yeah so the ticonderoga i'm sorry so i think the ticonderoga was the human vessel that went missing and then the drone ship was going to be well you know what i'm gonna bring up then right like how would how that human vessel get out there yeah, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... Or is that is that a lost cause at this point with with um Enterprise succeeding as they have is is now this technology just everywhere with the human fleet and we can expect humans to be anywhere at any time now? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay. I think so. I think at this point there are so many humans often different points in space that but but how much of that is due to the enterprise's success in garnering new technology charting new paths interesting yeah probably yeah probably like how much of that have they brought home that then everyone adopts including cargo ships mayweather's family etc etc yeah no that's a good point that's a really good point yeah i don't know Okay. Because I mean, eventually, eventually, I'll have to stop bringing that up. But yeah, well, not uh, really. Are we there yet? Am I at a point where I really shouldn't be bringing this up anymore? Because like, if if we're watching the next generation, be like, what are you talking about? There's hundreds of years after whatever, so of course they're everywhere, you know. Yeah, but at the same time, 
I think it's a fair. I think it's a fair. I think it's something. I, I think it's a topic to bring up because, man, I don't. Because <laughs> you know we're not sure if it's in the beta quadrant or the alpha quadrant, you know, or wherever. Because we know in Star Trek it's the beta quadrant, the alpha quadrant, the gamma quadrant, and the delta quadrant. And so where in those... It's kind of like in the Star Wars universe where it's like, what is it, mid-rim, outer-rim? There's like the core, isn't there? Core. Oh, yeah, yeah. Core worlds worlds. or something? Mid-rim, outer-rim. Like, even for me, I'm still wondering, you know, oh, you know, what planet, you know, is Hoth in? Is that in the outer rim? Yeah. Mm Mid-rim? Core planet? Yeah. So, you know, just as a, you know, what quadrant are they in or what system are they in would be interesting. For sure. Okay. Speaking of you the want, SWU. Yeah. You want to talk about Star Wars? Yeah. Did yeah. you watch the newest episode of Mandalorian? I did, yeah. I had a weird bout of insomnia. Okay. I woke up at like 1.30 in the morning and I was like wide awake. And I was like, what am I going to do? I was like, well, I guess I'll watch. And it, it, I'll, I'll just watch uh, Mando because it was the night it came out, you know? Because, you know, it dropped, yeah. drops at like, was it, it dropped at midnight? Midnight. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, I guess we're going to do this. But And it was a long one. Did, did, did yeah. you stay up for the whole? Oh, boy. Yeah. I did. <laughs> This one was a long one. Yeah, so I have some thoughts because I I do think I have to walk back a lot of what I said last week with respect to Gideon and clones. Spoiler alerts, if you haven't seen it, anybody listening, definitely turn off the podcast if you don't want to be spoiled. (laughs) Red alert. Yeah. So, So last week... Because we haven't seen a lot of Moff Gideon this season. No. Barely anything. Um, nothing. Yeah, nothing. And so the only thing that we... The only exposure that we had to Moff Gideon was Cain, his yes. mole within the New Republic yes. ranks. And she was, you know, a double agent... And she, but her whole deal, she was very fixated on the scientist. Yes. The cloning scientist. Yes. And he had his whole arc where he was part of the amnesty program. And I don't think we're done. I, I, I just want to say that I don't think his arc is done. But go ahead. I don't, I don't either. Yeah. He's definitely going to be something at some point. Maybe because I think next week's the finale, so I don't know. If, oh, I don't know it? if it'll be next week or next season or what, but because I do think next week they're gonna have to focus on the mythosaur thing. But um, <laughs> unless it's a long episode next week, they could fit in a bunch of stuff. But yeah, um, with so so they did so it could have been misdirection. It could have been a red herring. They had the scientist present his stuff about cloning and and how he like wished he could have done it 
in a way that was beneficial for society and not done it for the bad guys. But he gave that speech at the um, the opera house, the very opera house where Palpatine and Anakin yes. sat. Yes. And talked about there's what does he say something about unnatural yes the jedi won't tell you this the the dark side is a pathways that some might can be be unnatural thank you unnatural right and and in episode three when we hear that you don't to me when i was a nerdy little high schooler listening to that i was like oh my god palpatine is anakin's dad and then i watched the film 20 times yeah, after that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. keep keep keeping uh the thought that like in a way you were right something no that's that's not confirmed your high schooler though. is completely right Th- that's not confirmed though based on no, 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 a, no, no, a comic no, book no, though. no 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 not biologically but figuratively oh okay he was a father that, figure. there you go that whole thing okay well, there's a third thing, though, which is that... Oh, he, you know he, that I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a third version of that, which is that he used the Force to manipulate the midi-chlorians to create the yeah, Immaculate Conception. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so, like, that was never a thing or whatever. It's like, okay, whatever. I guess it was implied if you believe it, but, you know, you can't, like, shout it from a mountaintop because there wasn't hard evidence so right 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 you know we didn't because star wars is is kind of explicit like luke i am your father you know wasn't so. it in a comic book comic yeah it was in a comic does book the comic book not it was count? okay it was definitely in a comic book and it, it was like a star Sorry, wars. graphic novel yeah well but that's the thing too that wasn't like super explicit it was more of like a vi- okay. a vision and it showed sidious oh. with his hand on oh. shmi's like stomach Right, and she, but right. but she was like already pregnant, I think, in the shot, right. and so it was like, I don't know. Okay, I don't have all, I don't have the answer. But anyway, okay. anyway, so then later on, fast forward to episode nine, we find out that Sidious was cloned, and that he cloned Snoke, and now we're like, oh, oh, okay, maybe that. Oh, and and he reiterates the the phrase that we just said the yeah some might say it would be unnatural he says it again in episode nine so we're we're, yes so there's the connection between unnatural and cloning and now we're in mando and then season two um this scientist um i gotta google this guy's name i'm sorry uh purging purging thank you yeah yeah Yeah, so so i was blanking on it i was like it's a it's a real like it's not an alien name it's no like, you know yeah. yeah so purging the the whole reason why din and grogu hooked up is because purging and the client were yes. trying to obtain grogu and they enlisted a bounty hunter i.e din din right. took the job but then din had a change of heart and he went against the creed or whatever and yes took grogu you know blasted his way in and and saved grogu and so and then you know later on we know that pershing was using grogu's blood because of the m count 
but the clones that he was working with were rejecting it. Mm-hmm. And at that time, you and I, we were talking about on the podcast, we were talking about what we think is going on. And you had brought up, I think, this was like two or three years ago or something, I don't know, but you brought okay. up that that the Dark Troopers were probably yes. the result of that experiment. And that was con- yes. that was convincing because later that i think the finale of season two was when the dark troopers and luke skywalker fight yes yes but there was something that i forgot which was that pershing said when he's talking about like the m count and uh it it not the the hosts rejecting it etc etc or maybe it's a later episode he says something like like the final issue is the the people the humans in the suit so it's no longer and he says something like it's no longer a suit they are droids now yeah so right right, yeah Mm -hmm, yeah so i don't think it's unreasonable for us to have come to the conclusion that that whole arc was about him cloning dark troopers and and that it just fizzled out and then it just fizzled out yeah but but for sure leading up to that there was that scene on navarro when they see those like big tanks with weird looking like alien things in them that like oh is that snoke i mean here we are talking about m counts and cloning and stuff and now there's this big like weird thing in a tank because it also kind of looked like the tank of clone things that were um in episode nine with with sidious because sidious had jars of like beings that apparently were clone failures or whatever so right 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 yeah but but at the same time that whole thing concluded with like dark troopers ended up being droids so i think we were just kind of like okay well he they tried to do it it failed and i don't necessarily think that we were super thinking that they were gonna like pick it back up somehow like it failed whatever we're done but then in this season um there's been such an emphasis on Pershing and Gideon's mole going after Pershing. Right. That it kind of like reinvigorated that thought of like, uh, and and also because when we watched that season two stuff, I don't think episode nine had come out yet. So I think we were, I think like, wasn't the finale of Mando like the day yeah, Rise of so. Skywalker yeah. came out. Yeah, I think was it? It. I remember them being very close to each other. Okay. Okay. Oh boy. Am I completely oh. wrong? I. Because the pandemic, you know, put a lot of years yeah, between thing, this stuff. Yeah. Uh. Now, was it? Yeah. Because I thought season two Mando, or even one, didn't even come out way until way after. Okay, you might be right. Rise of Ray Skywalker. (laughs) Rise of Ray Skywalker. No, you're right. Because uh, I'm seeing December of 2020. So yeah, that's way after. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's way after. It's a year after. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. 
Yeah. Okay. Feels like it's been. Yeah, apparently that was 2019. It does feel like a long time okay. ago. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so, um. We because we, we weren't talking about Palpatine then we were talking about Snoke, but now yes. now I feel like okay so here comes um, this season, and we don't know what Gideon's up to, and then no. there's like this huge emphasis on cloning and the Opera House, so like building up to it I don't think it was unreasonable to assume that like you know leading into Episode Seven perhaps that that's where we were but now right. we now we have this okay. now we have this episode and yeah. Gideon flat out says the obsession with cloning is is yours not mine when he's talking to Hux yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and so so either Gideon is being duplicitous and he's Thank lying you. yes yes or Yes. Or it truly was a red herring, the opera house, blah, blah, blah. blah. It's... Yes. So I was going to ask you that. So I ha- this is something that I enjoy about the not, the not Palpatine, the not Snoke, the not... The, because they are vacuumless through a quote-unquote supreme chancellor or, you know, a figure of that nature right that there is a vibe that you, like you could tell right you could tell that the this meeting that this secret council the shadow council of imperial admirals and leaders and generals that moff gideon is having is that yeah they've come together but they're all still vying for the leadership and that each one of them has their own way of wanting to do things. Mm-hmm. Right? Or am I, or did, did I read too much into it? No. And, you didn't read too yeah, much. Yeah, so, so like, but I think in Mando, and it's going to be interesting because I want to get your thoughts on this. In Mando, do you think that this is going to, I mean, there's only one episode left, and unless, you know, they have a cameo that he and you know that grand admiral thrawn finally makes an appearance in this in mando because it's 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 interesting to me to see moff gideon and because i think because i think moff gideon is the ultimate bad i think he's the ultimate villain in the mandalorian okay and yeah. that he's the one that they're going to focus on him, and the and that I think that he and if they if they if Thrawn does make an appearance, I'm not entirely certain that Grand Admiral Thrawn supersedes him. Yeah, he may, he probably doesn't. He probably is the 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 lead bad or the big bad in Ahsoka, obviously. Mm-hmm. Although that's to be, you know. Yeah. But I think, and I think that the conflict, and if he does, that there is conflict and there's differences between Thrawn and Moff Gideon and that there will be a vie for the supreme leader kind of dealio. For sure. 
for in sure. this one. But I think yeah. they're going to stick to Moff Gideon, which makes sense. And I think, and I totally, I'm with you if that's the if that's how I was reading you, was that it was not a red herring, and that it is Moff Gideon that is also he wants everything, right? I think he wants a Jedi Mandalore, you know, Jedi troopers that are in Beskar. But spoiler so, alert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, he wants clones in Beskar. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think no. I think he wants um, Force M count. You know, users. Yeah. To tie Pershing into his um, Beskar troopers. Yeah. See, that's the thing, though. Um, <clears throat> before before Gideon walks into the council. You can tell you can tell he's has something up his sleeve. Yes. And then I think I know I just watched this episode, I already forgot, but I think he walks through a hallway of like of the um uh containers of like yes. bodies. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then it was a throwback to episode one. Where he walks through the um, the rotating force the not force shield I'm sorry yeah the the rotating yeah. um, uh, like blast shield force field things. yeah 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 uh-huh. the the ones that prevented Obi Wan from getting to um, yep. Qui Gon Jinn yeah in time it's yeah in Episode One it's true I was like oh that's cool <laughs> well so the thing is though okay. If if everything you, if everything that Gideon says, if you take it at face value, then what you said is true. But if behind the scenes, as Palpatine is always known to be, if if later on like Gideon goes and talks to his master, like let's say he finds out, let's say we find out Gideon is a a dark force wielder, uh-huh, and that he's uh-huh, the secret uh-huh. apprentice to, I don't know what Palpatine is at this point, some glob of i don't know what he'd be but yeah uh or, or just some spirit um that speaks yeah. to him through the void i don't know i'm just making stuff up but um so so if, if what gideon says is it's true at face value then what you're saying is true then i agree then they want like m count soldiers wearing best car yeah Yes. And that's what we concluded at the end of season two. But then this season kind of like lured us back into thinking it was something else. Yes. Uh, so, it, yeah. But but if it is at face value, then the fact that they brought Hux into this, Hux's dad. Um, yes. Because it's, it's the Hux Gleason, right? Was his name? Uh, uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. It's his dad. Um, yeah. It's his dad. And by the way, the it's the, bro- the brother of the actor. Um, it, it's, oh, it's the other like really? Gleason kid. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Although I didn't think they looked that much alike, but. No, they um, don't. <laughs> That's why I was like, I didn't, I didn't even think that. Yeah. Well. So I think though, the thing, because Hux in episode seven was like a slave to Snoke, right? Um, well, yeah, I. So, you mean, in, 
I mean, yeah, but then he turns out to be the the mole in the First Order. Uh, later on, like in Episode yeah. 9? Yeah. Yeah, but like in Episode 7, he's basically like... You can tell yeah, he's, he's like... Vying, he's, he's Snoke's guy. He's vying for power to be Snoke's number one and not Kylo Ren. Right, but he reveres Snoke, apparently, yes. in episode seven. Yes. So my, yes. my point is, is that, like, whatever progress Gideon makes, I think it's it's not, um, you know, out of the question that perhaps Hux steals it from Gideon, or somehow oh, somehow okay, yeah. that, that they leverage off of whatever Gideon does. And, sure. And maybe that's the whole point... Of even having Hux be part of this council, so that's that's what I was getting at. So so maybe it's still leading up to the prequels, but just in a very indirect, more winding path. Yes. So. Well, I think. Well, yeah. I mean, I think there are some elements of that, like you know, we see, you know, in episode I don't remember eight. I think it's eight or we see those red centurion guards you know the For security sure. guards yeah and then we kind of see the so supposedly they are they are centurion the, guards in this episode the, the precursor to them in yeah. this episode i think it's more than kind of i think it might be confirmed that they are them okay okay yeah. i wasn't sure yeah. okay and then the other thing too is now we know or we probably know that the best guard that was left on the shuttle. Yeah, that for sure. Is those were Gideon's troops. Was not not Mandalorian guns, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, it was his dark, his new dark trooper of things. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So I don't know. I was like, boy, they're going to be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Moff Gideon. Ooh. Yeah. But I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah. It's funny too because people are all of the like Mandalorian fans are like not high on this season and I'm like to me this is like there's stuff happening in this season. Yes. <laughs> Which I enjoy. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But. And again, this, you know, whose team it is, like if it's Din or if it's Bo-Katan, I, 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 I could care. For me, I could care less. You know, who, who the, the Mandalorian is, right? You know, mm -hmm. like, yeah, whatever. Totally agree. And so, yeah, I, I texted you that I feel like this this episode might as well be dedicated to you because I feel like this is what, <laughs> when you talk about the remnants and the factions. Yes, yes. I feel like this was just, that was just like delivered to you on a silver platter with this yes. one, buddy. Yes, and and this is what I'm talking, and like I, I, like I keep talking about, like this is the more interesting bit is like, the afterwards like the other one I, the other thing that i thought you meant by that was like how big and how unwieldy the the new republic is being mm -hmm. right and there is now 
like unrests now yeah. that there is even this notion that people long for the good old days of the empire and that yeah this is allowed to even exist well that's actually something i'd like to unpack because that's a yeah. that's a common like interpretation of star wars and this season because we are drilling down on the new republic but like where where's the happy medium because like when the high republic if that's is that what they're called uh you know when, which one the the one of the uh prequel era the um, old republic see i don't think that's right the old republic really? is like thousands of years ago oh okay okay well okay let's just call it before the dark times there you before go. The empire. Pre-empire. Okay, yeah. Pre-empire yeah, okay, republic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Prequel. We, em- we are showing. Republic. We are showing our true uh, lack of knowledge here because, like, this is yeah, probably like Star Wars nerd one hundred and one stuff. I know. Anyway, I know. I, you took the words right out of yeah, my mouth. Yeah. Anyway, so that pre-empire republic, they yes. ra- they raise a clone army, or they they acquire a, cl- a clone army, and that yes. is you know the worst thing ever and now we have yes. the new republic who refuses to get an army and that's the worst thing ever and it yes. seems like where's where's the happy medium how do you how do you do this successfully because it seems yeah. like they can do no right do you have a like concept in your head of like what is the the happy medium i don't but i also don't blame I, I think that, yeah, the, that's the magic of Star Wars, which, you know. Yeah. So, so, so I, I think it's in between, right? I, I, I think it's in between. And I think it's, and this, is, and this is the most fun part about it, is that we can say, you know, I think there's got to be, a standing military a standing military mm-hmm. right but at the same time like all of these alien species and all of these worlds coming together and all that kind of stuff. I, I, I think there's got to be an in-between, right? And, and for me, I always thought that the... Because let's say the aliens outnumber the humanoids. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Because that's what the Empire... Okay, I'm sorry. Let me set the... Let me set... The, let me preface this by saying we can agree, we can all agree that the empire was the humanoid uh oppression of aliens correct it was palpatine wanting to have humanoid dominance throughout the galaxy okay cuz cuz there are very few aliens that serve in the empire right other than thrawn yeah can we agree with that? Yeah. Like, that it's mm-hmm. humanoid 
dominant oppression over aliens. Alien um, species. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the Wookiees and Moncala and and all the other, you know, whatever alien species in this galaxy. Yeah. So, for me, you would think, or I would think, that... That the PTSD would keep any imperial thought itch kind of deal from rising again. So that these worlds... What I'm saying is that you, I would hope that the citizenry of this new republic is so vigilant... And so on guard mm-hmm. that they have a military, but it's not used in armed aggression. And it's more of a defensive kind of dealio. Okay. Right? It's much more of a, a defensive kind of response. And this may be, this may sound like Starfleet, but, which it probably does. But, <laughs> but a more guarded standing military that is... Because a republic only works if the citizenry is vigilant. And if the citizenry, and, you know, as Benjamin Franklin is famously quoted for, what he was, you know, because he was asked, what are you trying to build here? And he says, a republic, if the people keep it. And, I mean, you've just gotten out of a, is it 30 year? 20 year imperial rule? 30 year? Um, I mean, Luke is 19 when, isn't he 19 when, um... No, he's 19 in in episode four. Okay. So he's, uh... 25, 25, early 30, 25, late, late 20s, early 30s by Return of the Jedi, uh, Return of the Jedi, would would you say? I would say more mid-20s, yeah. Mid twenties, yeah. okay. So, like, let's say just for twenty five years of imperial <clears throat> reign, okay. You would think that there's so much PTSD that the citizenry is so on guard in the republic, this new republic, okay, that you would be aware and bereft and be cognizant of another Palpatine, so that you would engage in this new republic okay and govern in a way that says okay yes we need an army and a military but it's usually not used for an as an offensive unless we're trying to knock down you know an imperial installation and that's why so (laughs) that's why to me star wars this part of Star Wars, the politics of it, is so fascinating. It's so interesting. Who do you define as you, the citizenry, though? Is that, like, the voting public or yeah, the I think it's elected the voting officials? Public. Yeah, I think it's the voting public. Okay. Of That elects the senators. Okay. And whoever elects the chancellor. Okay. And, like, that they write rules that there can no longer be a supreme chancellor and all of that kind of stuff. Okay. Right, because the alternative is that oppression, the yeah. enslaved alien species, the enslaved alien worlds, the Got it. destruction of all these planets, mm-hmm. and so with the empire just recently felled, yeah, 
you would think that there's much more of a vigilant citizenry throughout the galaxy and that there's a balance there. Yeah. No, I get it. Makes sense. And we've talked about this before, and I don't want to go on too much of a a monologue diatribe, but like, that's what I thought they were going to do to set up episode seven (laughs) was that time had passed so long Mm -hmm. That people were like, oh, yeah, we forgot about how horrible, you, you know, like, the, you know, we they forgot how they got sick of how democracy works hmm. throughout the galaxy. And there's so much corruption again. And then that we finally get, instead of the First Order, we get the Resistance. See, I think they were improperly named. I think the Resistance should have been... The buildup of the Empire again. And the First Order, or something to that nature. Mm -hmm. I don't think they should have been called First Order, but, you know, the Republic, or if, like, if you call the the Republic of um, Episode 7, should we call that the new, new? I I don't know. Um, But this, you know, this Republic in Ray's time... I, I think that, I totally agree. Th- All, that should have been called the First Order, but I totally agree. Who cares? The naming is messed up, but but see, I also have a problem with the naming of the prequel stuff too. So, like the Separatists, oh. you know, I I think there's way really? too, yeah, there's way too many, way too many uh, factions. Like like there's like it's, there's really only two sides. But it's presented as multifaceted. And, and you know, there's the separatists and the Trade Federation. Um, and, yeah, and the... But really, it's really just Palpatine versus the Jedi Order. Um, and everything else is just noise to me. That's how I look at it. Oh, Interesting. See, I like, and again, because I like the politics of it, which a lot of Star Wars fans do And sorry, another one would be the Geonosians. And then, you know, like... What the, about them? They're, they're just building droids. And it's like, you know, um, they're, they're not like the true, like, droid army. They're like... Kind of, I don't know. And there's the Kaminoans, right? I don't know. They're just there's like all these different sides. That's oh, really, but it's really right. all okay. It's really all just Palpatine versus the Jedi, but it's treated as oh. if as if the Separatists have autonomy, which they don't. And like, so I don't. That's, but that's what they're trying to do, though. Um. Under the, By using the Trade Federation to blockade Naboo, right? And to blockade certain other systems, probably. To... See... Okay. So, <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying, right? No, I that, get it. No, I get what you're saying. I, you know, I, I, and I don't disagree with that. In episode For one, me, it was a huge mistake to show Palpatine so early in the movie. They show him very early. They, he pops up uh, very early... At, yes. And we know that he is in control of the Trade Federation. And to yes. me, at that point, I stopped caring about 
uh, any any supposed um, reasoning or 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 thoughts that they had about like what what they their stated actions were and at that point i yeah. knew that they were just puppets of palpatine right but the but can't we agree that like we but that was we knew that no right we no we knew it because they showed palpatine like within 5 minutes of the film starting no but we knew that like the emperor was going to be the emperor because of you know empire strikes back Okay, what do you mean? And then return, and then subsequently, Return of the Jedi. That it was Emperor Palpatine. Right. Yeah, but no, I, 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 I'm saying that like the idea that there was this like minor conflict that spun out of control was completely undermined the instance the instant they introduced Palpatine. So like yeah. So every time. Every time they had a quote-unquote separatist stating a reason why the gotcha. New Republic, or I'm sorry, that the the old the High Republic was yeah. doing something wrong, I didn't believe it because it was just I knew it was just lip service on behalf yes. of Palpatine. Yeah, and that made it boring. It was like see, I see, I okay. I'm so, for me one that that made it interesting that. but it wasn't true though poorly executed in george lucas's ways but for me all of those little factions that you don't like or that you don't care for i'm not gonna say don't like but the caminoans the geonosians the Mm -hmm. trade federation the separatists yeah that to me was the interesting part of the prequels is that and it, again, it's politics, but it's the Civil War. How did we get to episodes four, five, and six? Right? How did the Empire, how did the Republic break down? And I love the mechanics of it. And, I, and see, for me, I don't disagree with you that it was the Palpatine and the Jet versus the Jedi. But that to me is the smaller thing is okay is the smaller piece like the geonosians and the caminoans mm-hmm. the larger thing the larger 30,000 foot thing that i love mm-hmm. or that i enjoy is the republic versus the separatists and how that breaks down obviously engineered via darth sidious and Chief Palpatine, clearly. But how can and you so take me, anything the, the separatists say seriously, though? If you know it's... I mean, in in many cases, it's literally mind control. Yeah! It's just... It doesn't mean anything. It's... Any complaint that the separatist has stated against the, the High Republic is not valid. It's... It's a thought they would not have if they were not under the influence of a Dark Lord. I I disagree with that part. I think in an uncrum in a very large democracy where you have corruption and all that stuff, I think that can and does happen. I think it just so happens that Palpatine magnifies it. 
right? He takes a thing, right? The disagreements and the corruption and all that kind of stuff. And I'm going to sound like Christopher Lloyd's, you know, character, but mm-hmm. like, that's the thing, right? Like, if you disagree so hard, disheartedly and you want to break away, and that's the civil war between this big entity. Okay. Those loyal to the Republic and those not. And I think Sheev Palpatine and Count Dooku, In they a... make it, they magnify it. They make it bigger. In a world... They intensify it by 10. Yeah, yeah. see, in my opinion, they contrive it. It's like... it's like It's like you never heard... I'm going to get political here, so I apologize, anyone listening. Yes! But you never hear, heard the idea of widespread voter fraud and uh, the election was stolen until the one guy started shouting it from a mountaintop. And now it becomes a rallying cry. And I don't believe one of those voices actually believes it, or at least they didn't believe it until they were shown the way to to it being a thing. But I don't like take the argument as being valid or something that should be like dissected or whatever. I just like instantly uh-huh. I, I just know that this is just a strategy. Yeah. To to win power. Yes. And it's not interesting. It's it like with a a, a true complaint about something that is your government is doing wrong is interesting. Yeah. Like and and actually fighting against that is interesting. Yeah. But something that's yeah. made up um as but- as a means of just getting more power don't I mean call it separatist, call it whatever. It's all the yeah. same thing. It's just yeah. it's favored nations. It's your side yeah. versus this side. Yeah. And so yeah. like to me they weren't true separatists. They were just um it was just a ruse to get more power. That's a good yeah. A, a yeah. true separatist would have articulated actual issues that the high republic yes. had. Yes. There yes. was like one articulated issue that the trade federation had with regards to tariffs or something. Yes. And then all the rest of it was And, and the corruption by the banking by the banking federation or the banking whatever it was called. This see that's wait who had a problem with the banking because uh, the banking one was on the bad side, the banking one was part of the separatists I thought. Yeah, well, yeah, and that was one of the issues was that, and I forget the details, but there was heavy corruption within the banking union federation. I don't remember what it was called, but mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but they were on the bad guys side. They're the ones who funded like the, the bad, war effort. oh so we think that the separatists were the bad guys the separatists were the bad guys really were they yeah because they were trying to break down the republic no no i'm not saying their values were wrong i'm saying that they went to war with the high republic and then they and then it, correct me if I'm wrong here. You've watched the Clone Wars more intently than I have. It's usually yes. when I watched it, it was on in the background, and I was like yes. bored yes. most of the time. But yes. um, so it was the Separatists versus the Republic. Do we agree on yes. that? Yes, absolutely. In armed conflict. 
Yes. So it was clone troopers versus separatist fighters, which is droids, Geonosians, etc. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So they were the bad guys because they were against the Jedi. Uh they were against Obi-Wan, Yoda, Mace Windu, Rex. Uh yes. From a certain point of view, yes. Those were the bad guys. They were... Uh, yeah. But it was also Count Dooku that said the Republic is now under the influence of a dark lord. To a much lesser degree than the Separatists, and he himself. What are you shaking? <laughs> Dude, what are you talking about? I mean, yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, yeah... I, no, I, I the, the, but the, I'm not shaking my head. No, I'm just like, yes, in a, yes, and I'm like, and that's the, and that's the beauty of it, right? Is that there is a lot of gray in that, right? Like, I don't see the gray. That's that's the that's the thing that I enjoy. They're not about that. okay. Can you articulate for me an issue that the separatists had with the republic? Because that's what we were just talking about the banking thing. The banking thing was the same issue as the trade federation, which is they're just puppets of Palpatine. And so any like thing that they claim that they had against the republic was just a contrived. It's a the election was stolen. Just thing you just don't yeah, yeah, you yeah, just gloss yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think, uh, I mean, just the, I mean, just the widespread, I don't remember any specific specifics, but like just the widespread corruption within the Republic would be argument enough to say okay you know this isn't working and we need to break away i'm not saying that the separatists are good or bad i'm just saying again it's just a point of view in which you take sides with and i'm not and again i'm not saying that the republic is good and the republic or the republic is bad or the what i'm saying is that the mechanics of it the Civil War, the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. was two things. I think, I mean, just genius, like, like how, and I, it just builds the case of like how Palpatine is that was that powerful evil devil, you know, to engineer this whole thing, mm-hmm. right? And and again, that to me, and then and then down to the details. I mean, you know, maybe we get enough of too much or whatever the case might be. That was the interesting part of it, was that you know, this one man plays multiple roles and yeah. he breaks down an entire thing and he builds up at this whole different thing. Yeah, it's true. 
Well, in this whole, we started with saying the confusion of the resistance, the first order. I totally agree. Right, like, right, right. Yes, it makes yeah. no sense that they were called the resistance. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, like, I, like, I mean, okay, we saw the the New Republic planet get blown up. Yeah. At that point, did they become the resistance? It doesn't. No, I think they were. They were already the resistance. Yeah, see, it doesn't make sense yeah, to me. I don't care. It, it doesn't. So, can I? The, the one, the other thing that I want to mention is that I just wanted to say that going back to the entire, you know, discussion that we've been having is that yeah, it's one thing to be a rebellion. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to govern. Yeah. It's a complete... They're two separate things. Yeah. And just because you're good at leading a rebellion doesn't mean that you're going to be, you know, great at leading a new government. Right. Especially a democratic one. Mm-hmm. You know, a republic one. It's true. And that's that just to me is the most... That's been the most fun and interesting. And then, you know, the outcomes of those things. Although one could argue some of the best nations start with the rebellion. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But I still think the prequels should have been like like if if the Nazis had succeeded in their conquest over the world like akin to that as opposed to Oh, um, so you've already you're already picking up the story of Darth Vader and Palpatine already in power. Not because Vader, equals? not Vader, but Palpatine, and then because we oh. because we know we know that oh, Anakin was a Jedi Knight. Interesting. But um, for the reasons we're talking about, I just thought it was boring. I, the the oh. I thought it was like attempting to be. See, I guess here's maybe my point. So you think it should have started at Clone Wars? No. Or... Well, I think my point was what you're describing with the the different factions and the intricacies of it. I think that's yeah. what it what it wanted to do. Yes. And, and um, I just don't think it succeeded in it. No, I agree with you. I agree yeah. with you. I, I said I agree with you on that. Yeah. I agree with you that it did not. It, he did not execute it brilliantly but right and and so to me like i was much more interested in like when i was younger and i found out stormtroopers was an actual term from the the nazis like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i I basically thought it was just a retelling of an authoritarian dictatorship Uh they were just they were space nazis they started with one nation and then they took over the world and in this okay. case, the universe, except they didn't fail. They succeeded. So it was yes. one guy who took over everything. So, as, in a, your prequels, as opposed to how it played out. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, in your prequel trilogy, Palpatine is already in power. Of something smaller. Oh. But, but all. Oh. So, so I guess, I guess maybe the big part. Would be minus the duplicity, the du- duplicity was that the word? Um, so minus the part where he like 
has this uh, costume of of the senator that he plays. Gotcha. Because gotcha. like I don't think that Hitler ever did that. I th- what? He never masqueraded as anything other than what he was. He was always truthful about it. And he didn't yes. he didn't like backstab people. He just was well. just a like just a horrible um ruthless dictator. And and he and he got worse, right? Because he started as yeah as like I don't know quote good citizen, but then he like corrupted. But as he corrupted, his he intensified and got worse, right? I don't know. I'm not like a historian, but he was he was a he was a member of parliament and. He was a member of the German Reichstag. And then, if I remember correctly, you know, he was this small, like, nationalist, mm-hmm. right, politician that wasn't popular. And I, in effect, I think he even got voted out and had to come back mm-hmm. into, into the um, Reichstag. Wasn't he thrown in jail for a long time? Yes, and that's where we get Mein Kampf from that's where he wrote my comp or my thoughts um and and listeners please don't think that i'm a hitler i history is one of my things so and but again it's been a while um and so he comes back and he changes and he changes his the his discontent is not changed but it's the messaging of that germany is such has been put in such horrid horrid conditions and that he was going to promise the german people food and you know he wasn't promising he wasn't making big promises of you know essentially the you know this military germany he he it was food and water and at least back to respectability and that's how he wa- barely wins, I mean, barely wins the chancellorship in Germany. And so, you know, it's, yeah, so there was, it was much more than that. And so, yeah, I, I totally agree with you that it was, that George Lucas, you know, that the prequels, <laughs> um, the execution wasn't there, for sure. But, but from what you're saying, though, is that you wish that he was, that Palpatine is already... So did you want him to be in charge of a small faction of the galaxy? I I wanted the galaxy to be like France. Oh, and then here comes Germany, like, invading our country, taking over. Okay, okay. So you would have explicitly liked him to be leader of the Separatists, and then they capture the republic right yes okay and then and while this is all going on in the background Anakin is growing up and you know has to defend the republic from the Palpatine led separatists or whatever you want to call your like in Game of Thrones the victor 
will take the like children of of the people you defeat and they be- yes. they become like your ward and then they sure. be- they become like part of your family and then okay and then obviously you have great influence over them so something like sure. that so it becomes like oh. so Anakin loses I don't know ooh I don't I do ooh. not like the stormtroopers were good and then bad thing and okay and and i think evidence of that it's bad storytelling is they had to explain it away with a chip in their head yes (laughs) you know they 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 couldn't they couldn't seamlessly transition so they had to create a a literal switch that they could flip on and off in their head to to explain it away right well but that leaves out in episode four mm-hmm. uh, the two references to the Clone Wars. No, it doesn't. See that that could be a. Um, you think that should have been a separatist? Y- no, that could have just been a completely different conflict. Like the Jedi were engaged in this war. Oh. Like, so you think it should have been a smaller entity to the Civil War? It could have been a massive war, just a separate one. Maybe something oh. that that weakened the Republic, such that when the Palpatine Palpatine oh. army came. Okay. Okay. I got you. Okay. But I don't, I don't even know why we're talking about this. I mean, bygones are bygones. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> We we have these we have a lot of these prequel sequel discussions all the time. I know, but I gotta say though, it is why I get excited about the like Snoke, Palpatine stuff, uh-huh. because I do like the idea of a cohesive arc. That yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I know has, I know, but and and you like it much more or, black and white or with and or Palpatine and yeah Yoda. Or if they if they overhaul the whole thing to be just like Andor, then I'm fine with do whatever. Okay, yeah, get, right, who cares right, about right, the big right. arc? And like when I'm watching Andor, I don't care about uh, you know Palpatine, et cetera, et cetera. Even though he comes up right, right. with Mon Mothma, it's like right. You know, it's such a, like a pressure cooker yes. of suspense. Yes, like yes, yes, everyone yes, yes. is just like constantly walking. You know what I mean? Walking on the edge, so. Yes, yes, yes. Anyway. We better wrap this up, buddy. Yeah. Um, Sounds good. So much more we could have talked about. I know, right? People are freaking out about Picard. I don't know what happened, but apparently something major happened. Have you, uh, have you watched it? I have not yet. Oh, I've been okay. trying to stay away from social media because... Um, Angel and I are watching it together because she's also been really uh, interested. When are you watching it? it? Love this tonight. Oh, okay. Or tomorrow. Okay. Well, apparently you need to hurry up and do it because I don't know. Everyone's like saying something. I have no idea what it is because I don't even okay. know anything about the characters. So. Yeah. Okay. Everyone, thanks for listening. Please follow us on Twitter. We have a TikTok now. Find us on there can link to it follow us on instagram yeah instagram spotify apple Podcasts. 
And until next time, fight the Empire. Live long and prosper, buddy. See ya.